I tried to think of a funny way to start this, but I couldn't. <laughs> Good morning. How are we doing? Welcome back. We missed you. If you're first time here, start over. If you're here again, welcome. Uh, here, pull up a chair. I don't uh, fucking, I don't Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. As we progress more, you just give less of a shit about the intro. <laughs> I know. It was so structured, but I'm like, oh, it became too long. I tried to address every part of the day, no matter what part of the day you listen to this podcast. But Good listen, everything. Good everything. There you go. <laughs> I wish you would have said that 15 episodes ago. Good everything. Welcome back to the Peace, Love, and Applesauce podcast. My name is Juan. And my name is Abby. And we're here to talk some shit. No, we're not. Not like talk some shit. I'm just saying like, <laughs> yeah, okay. There's no way to justify that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So Juan and I were talking about how... um our, we were talking about our social media presence, and how did we bring this up? I don't remember the exact context, but we got onto like social media presence. We were trying to figure out what to do with the podcast page. Oh yeah, we were talking about like the Instagram podcast page because it's lacking, and we know it. Yeah, and um, all because I posted a question up there to see, like. I said, what's your favorite episode and why? Mm-hmm. Like, so far. And not a single person answered. Yeah, because we I don't even, have that many followers. And I even shared it to my main page mm-hmm. to try and entice people to go over mm-hmm. and answer. Mm-hmm. Not a single person answered. Mm-hmm. And that's on some, like, some real shit. And it's fine. because Didn't hurt my feelings. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh shit. Okay. Yeah. And so that really was like, hey, bud, we need to work on this. Mm-hmm. Heavy. Mm-hmm. So we started talking about our own social media presence and like all of the platforms that we've tried and what it meant to do each of those platforms and be a part of those platforms. Because like TikTok has its own al- algorithm. YouTube has its own algorithm. Instagram has its own algorithm. You know what I mean? So we were talking about what we were trying to do to fit into all of these platforms because we have done all of them. Mm-hmm. And I was complaining how like, at least for my personal Instagram page, not complaining, but I was saying I don't want to do TikTok because I don't want to figure out that algorithm because I mm-hmm. just started doing fairly well with like my Instagram again. And like mm-hmm. now that I'm doing my Saturday morning videos over, like I'm getting more traffic to my page, more feedback, more uh, attention to what I'm doing and like we again, were talking about topics for the podcast and mm-hmm. you were saying that you didn't want to do a topic that just felt like just felt like we were talking just to talk yeah because I don't like if I skip a week of my Saturday videos it's because I didn't have a message that like I felt I needed to share mm-hmm. whereas like when I first started I was given a message every Saturday and it became not repetitive or redundant because people still liked it but like certain messages that had more conviction or feeling behind it when it meant something to me got better results. Yeah, because you were, like, emotionally in it. Yeah. Yeah, so we were talking about that for the podcast, and then that led to the kind of, like, the topic of staying in a lane that's not yours Mm -hmm. and how we've done that, specifically you talking about uh, the Saturday videos and why you took a break from them for so long because Mm -hmm. you were originally planning on just stopping them altogether, Mm -hmm. but you restarted doing them. And like I've said, we've done, each of us on our own have done 
every kind of like social platform mm-hmm. and they we didn't keep up with them because of this exact reason of staying in a lane that's not yours. And we also live in a time where we see everyone else becoming overnight famous or mm-hmm. viral over one thing and we tried like when it comes to at least my social media presence I tried a bunch of your TikTok trends. I tried doing stuff that I thought was funny, but like none of it felt right. None of it was like, I I was honestly just doing it to get the same reaction someone else was. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, I mean, I guess that's what we all do it for, I guess. Yeah. At the end of the day, but I was doing it to try and become famous, to get some sort of notoriety, to draw attention to like, whether it was more attention to my dance videos or more attention to my uh, motivational stuff. like, But then at the same time, I've always had conflicting feelings like, fuck social media. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be on this. This is horrible mm-hmm. for my brain. This is horrible for us. Mm-hmm. But then there was a time where Abby and I tried to be vloggers together. Ooh. <laughs> and Ooh. then after that didn't work because... How many episodes did we do? Like, I don't remember. I stopped. Um, this is a total, totally different topic that I can talk about on a separate occasion. But I stopped because I had um, postpartum anxiety after giving birth to Jewel, and that's when I decided mm, I just gave birth. Now I'm gonna have a YouTube page. Cause yeah, you were doing your makeup at that point, mm-hmm. or at least that was like phasing out of your makeup phase. Mm-hmm. Cause you were trying to, you weren't necessarily doing tutorials, but like no, I did one tutorial. Like I did like my get ready with me type of thing. Yeah, but I did like a baking cookies thing, mm-hmm. um, a day out with me and you, and like when we went on a date mm-hmm. and everything. Like I did a bunch of different things, and they were all things that I wanted to do for like my YouTube page. But because I had postpartum anxiety, it felt like I was a different person when I put on the camera. And to we videotape. also always had our cameras out trying to record everything and making something content. And like I would record myself choreographing to try and put out like a choreography video, not necessarily a tutorial, mm-hmm. just watching me create it because it would just be a fast forwarded clip of me dancing. Uh-huh. And then. After we stopped vlogging together, mm-hmm. I tried doing just straight dance vlogging of, like, my adventures because that's when I was out constantly. Yeah. I was getting a ton of jobs, but I felt so uncomfortable pulling out my camera because mm-hmm. that's when everybody was trying to vlog. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I everyone knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. The second I pulled out a phone, they're like, are you vlogging? Are you vlogging? You mm-hmm. can hear it in some of the videos. Yeah. And, like, after a while, some of them became a little more natural, a little more comfortable. But, like, I was boring as hell. I had no voice. I had no presence the way that I do now on this. Or, oops, sorry, microphone. (laughs) I don't have the same voice that I do for my Saturday videos. Mm -hmm. I don't have the same voice that I do for these podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was because I was trying to force myself to be some sort of internet vlogger when I didn't know who that version of Juan was. Or I didn't know what to make that version of me. Whereas the goofy me that, like, with the whole intro Mm -hmm. switching up every time, like, that's me Mm -hmm. on a regular. And Mm -hmm. that's what gets people's attention and gets them to laugh and draws them in. Yeah. But I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to be judged for being weird. And it was like, 
no, I see this lane working for everyone else, so I'm going to jump into it. Yeah, um, I will say that when I was doing TikTok, like making videos regularly, I uh, was doing like clothing hauls from like clothing that I ordered or thrift hauls or my coffee recipe, my morning routines, my skincare routine, whatever, you name it. But I, you know how you said like your voice wasn't like your voice? That's, I literally wrote that in my notes that I was like, my voice was really high pitched, like my customer service voice. Mm -hmm. And it's really soft. Dude, I talk, you know how I talk. This is how I talk. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I, I got a little raspiness. Mm-hmm. And I would talk like, hey guys, what's up? Welcome back. Welcome to my TikTok. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd finish recording. You're like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. I'd be like out of breath because I was so freaking tired from like putting up this facade. And then when I would post the video, I would get immediately self-conscious because I'm like, that's this not is, me. Yeah. That's not me. And I would watch it and be like, who is this bitch? Mm-hmm. Not me. But then being on this platform where I can just talk and I don't have to care about the aesthetic of anything is very comforting. Even and I wish though we I have people asking us like, oh, you guys should do video. You I should know. put it on YouTube. <sighs> nah, bro. We're, not we're, ready. we're in our jammies right now. We are in our jammies. All the, actually, every time we record, we're in pajamas. Yeah. It's always late at night. Mm-hmm. And... This is in raw form. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting this on the internet. After our daughter goes to bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're just cozy. And then, you know what? You want to know what we do after we record? We immediately go to bed. Yep. <laughs> right. Like, we close up shop and we're like, all right, good night. Close up shop, dap it up, go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we dap each other off. <laughs> oh, my God. You're a fool. <laughs> Uh, it's partially true. It is partially true. Uh, yes, I did try and do the whole like influencer thing, but not like really, not like I did on TikTok or Insta or TikTok or YouTube. But I did try on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Same time I was doing uh, the YouTube stuff. So after I had Jewel postpartum, and um, I was really super influenced. Really super influenced. Mm. You know how influenced I was. There you go. Yeah. Um, By that like all white everything in my house, beautiful dresses, perfect home aesthetic thing on Instagram. Because for a long time that was what I wanted. And then I was like, oh, well, my aesthetic on Instagram doesn't match that. So I deleted all of my photos from like prior to me and Juan dating Because I wanted that, like, certain look on Instagram. And even now, like, I look at it. Like, I look at, like, all of the posts that I have. And it's, like, that's not what I want my Instagram to look like. For for a period of time, I was also heavily editing my photos. So they would all be the same, like, color scheme. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And I Because you had to have your whole Instagram, like, match or look like a certain Mm -hmm. theme. And I hated that so all of those photos deleted so even now i just hello honda time even now i just look at like what i have and i'm like it's fine like 
just post your photos and move on with your day. Because <laughs> nobody really cares about, like, your posts. It's stories and reels at this point. Yeah. That's super... Sorry, I was getting a thought out. Um, of course, it's the super quick hit of dopamine that we all need and, like, being able to scroll and see something, like, whether it's... Now, granted, reels are getting longer, at least on Instagram, to where they're, like... Yeah. And TikToks are, like, three minutes long. Mm-hmm. But, like, this all started with six-second vines, if Facts. you think about it. Yeah. This all started with that. Absolutely. But then that became, like, a quick money-making machine for everybody. Mm-hmm. But going back to, like, the whole Instagram aesthetic thing, like... We even individually got offers for, like, brand ambassador things. Mm -hmm. And we tried posting stuff like that, looking like other ambassadors, trying Mm -hmm. to get people to use our codes just to try and make some money. That swimsuit one I had. You had a swimsuit one. I actually, what was it, last year I got one for a ring that was... That you never got. (laughs) No, it took forever to get, but Uh then it was, like, seven sizes too big. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, the brand name had the same name like it was i think relentless something oh and it was a jewelry brand but like every brand that had the name relentless in it just because my instagram name was mr relentless minster minster (laughs) (laughs) i was on a messaging spree yeah trying to get anybody to let me be their ambassador yeah just because i thought i could do it also because of like my dance content and like it was easy for me to make that type of stuff yeah but also kind of at the same time slash right before I got into the coaching stuff, I paid $900 for that Instagram, not even Instagram, that uh, social media like mm-hmm. influencer program mm-hmm. that taught you the ins and outs of the algorithm and what to do, what not to do. And like, do you still have that? I still get the offers. Mm-hmm. And I actually, it, it was a year ago that I got it a year ago this month. And she was like, oh, if you don't, see results you can get a refund and i'm like i mean i didn't really get results but i do have more followers but Mm -hmm. it's from using different aspects of it not in the same way of me trying to get like a partnership with somebody so like i still every month get a partnership newsletter from this company Mm -hmm. saying certain jobs or opportunities and what these companies are looking for and they are willing to pay but that's not I'm not going to rebrand my entire page or myself just to try and make a quick buck off of a random company. Yeah. You want to do stuff that you believe in or use stuff that you believe in. Yeah. Now, granted, there could be some stuff in there, but I don't take the time to look, honestly. Maybe you should. That's just $900 out the window, bro. Maybe you should look. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I'm probably not going to. Not going to lie. Fair enough. So then what about with dance does that is that a factor like Mm. staying in your lane with dance oh man there was i already know the answer i'm just asking (laughs) nah there was so many lanes i was trying to drive in if this was an eight lane highway i'm swerving through all of them (laughs) trying to see which one would work for me like breaking the median even to go on the opposite way yeah going backwards yep absolutely so like i when I first started dance, I thought my lane, because I watched the guy nonstop from Dragon House, he danced to Pumped Up Kicks, the dubstep version. Mm-hmm. That was the first video I saw 
that just it blew my mind and I'm like I'm going to be internet famous like this guy. He posted constant YouTube videos with all of his like fr- uh friends and whatnot dancing. And then I would see him dancing at like NBA halftime shows and I'm like I'm going to do this. This is me. This is my lane. Mm-hmm. Internet famous overnight eventually. Didn't know how that was going to work. Just thought it was. Then I got to the dance studio and got humbled and I was like, "Ooh, I'm about this choreo life. Mm-hmm. Let me be a competition dancer. Mm-hmm. But kind of backtracking a little bit more, my whole dance journey started off with me just battling at like school dances. Mm-hmm. So like I would just do performances, birthday parties and small dance battles. Mm-hmm. Then I got to the studio, had more opportunities for battles and freestyle opportunities. So I'm like, I'm going to be a battler. Mm-hmm. And then when did you join the crew that you're in? I was after the you joined the studio or before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I was probably like 17, 18. Oh. When I joined like when Urban we Soul. When first started dating? Yeah. Really? I haven't I've only been in Urban Soul for a couple of years. Shout mm-hmm. out to y'all. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I got put on. A- I was a prospect for a while, but then I got put on um, right at the first Silverback Open that I went to. The very first one. That's when I got my beads. So if y'all see me wearing a black, orange, and white necklace, that's the Urban Soul beads. And you see anyone else wearing them, that's anyone who's in Urban Soul. I'm silent because I'm looking at Wanwan with my mouth open in shock. Yeah. What? You never knew that? No. All those like church practices that I would go to, that was me in my prospect phase. I just thought you were a part of that the was group. my senior year or after. That was your senior year. Yeah. I'm shocked because that's as long as we've been together. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> so oh no, then it's not four years. Be like eight. That's how long we've been together. We've been married for four years this yeah. year. Yeah. Shout out to that's next week. Yeah. Hey. But, wow. God damn. Anyway, that also played a factor into it because <laughs> we would do crew stuff and I'm like, all right, I'm going to continue down the, the, freestyle. the crew freestyle lifestyle. And then I started teaching and I pulled away from that. And I'm like, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a choreographer. I'm going to travel and put my choreography on other people Mm -hmm. and then not that it didn't work out but it didn't match the lifestyle of being a young dad who was married in Pennsylvania like there wasn't much I could really do here Mm -hmm. so and even side note even with uh you having the opportunities that you did and being in Pennsylvania, Juan still traveled a lot. Like he was mm-hmm. gone all of the time. His first like job after Jewel was born was like she was two months old. And from that point, he was gone all of the time mm-hmm. constantly. So not like not like you didn't have the opportunities or that you weren't getting jobs because you were gone all of the time, like mm-hmm. all of the time. And not that that's an issue or anything like, no, it, I was just it was trying hard. to find my lane it was and hard. see, I was throwing everything at a wall, seeing what would stick. Mm-hmm. And then 
as I got older and responsibilities got, you know, heavier and weighed more on my shoulders, it was like, okay, I, none of these are my lane at this current time. Yeah. And literally as of recently, what was it, like last month or something, Mm -hmm. in the midst of me, like, fighting through my anxiety and depressive mood swings, um, it was kind of stemming from not dancing. Mm -hmm. And Abby looked at me and she was like, listen, I can't think of you as anything else, like, outside of dance. Like, you, I can't, however you said it. But you were like, take it seriously. To you, you are a dancer to me. That's what you are. Yeah. And you told me you were like, take it seriously this time. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to go for it, this is your chance. So like now, as an individual, I'm just obviously still freestyling, but like, I'm still imitating, not necessarily imitating specific people, but like, I see the way people move and I see how they structure a certain round or how their concepts flow. And I'm like, I want that. I love that. I want to show that because it's impressive to me. Mm-hmm. But then there are instances when like, obviously imitating someone is how you start until you figure out who you are. But I noticed that the harder I tried to be the people that inspired me, like I didn't get the same reactions as if I were dancing just straight off of feeling or being me. Or like the moments where I go out, I black out and I come back and I'm like, what just happened? And, and everyone's like, like what did you do? Like that one field of screams performance where I did a toe touch into a split. Uh-huh. Never done that before in my life. Mm-hmm. Everyone lost their mind. They're like, bro, we didn't know you could do that. And I'm like, I didn't either. Mm-hmm. But... I, I'll give glimpses of me here and there. And like, that's what I'm trying to fight for is like, rather than me swerving across these eight lanes on the highway, I'm, I flew off the highway for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just driving on the regular back roads trying to figure out who I am. Mm-hmm. And I get more, not necessarily the reactions I want, but like people can appreciate the rounds that I'm throwing out when I'm being me, mm-hmm. when I'm performing the way that I would in my choreography setting. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also showing my body control and isolations and like my understanding of the dance that I'm doing mm-hmm. rather than putting myself in a box of a specific style. Mm-hmm. And that's also a problem is because I'm trying to fit all of my style. Like I don't even know what to call it. I just, I just say I dance. Or I freestyle, but like, yeah, but like now I'm trying to get back into breaking because that's kind of what started it all for me. And I'm trying to blend breaking into everything else I do. And I feel like that's going to bridge the gap to finally like create my lane. I was going to say, like, I think if you're looking at you at like, if you put like magnets on a board Mm. and you have like choreography and waving and popping and breaking and all of this stuff you kind of just have it scattered and you group certain things together and separate other things and Mm -hmm. i think that they all fit like a puzzle Mm -hmm. and that's the reason i told him i was like you are a dancer to me you like you have a second chance to like be a dancer please go do it because like i support it and i want Mm -hmm. you to do it because i see how happy it makes you especially now 
that you take those like workshop videos that you do Mm -hmm. and then going to uh, the cypher all of the time with um, Urban Soul and practicing and now that you're adding breaking back into the mix of things, I think you have more confidence than you ever did before and I think you look the best now than you ever have in your entire dance career. And it's so cool. Thank you. Like, you have your lane. I appreciate that. I, I still feel like it's not there. Still just gravel road. That's okay. But it's a lane. Oh. <laughs> oh, you got me. You dirty bitch. You got me. Thank you. Gravel gravel road. It's not a highway yet, but that was a truck. That yeah, was that not wasn't a Honda. Honda. <laughs> that was like a great white in <laughs> the water. Just... <laughs> But All these analogies, man, we're crazy. I know. Wait until I get to what I have to say. Get to it. <laughs> um, so in trying to like find my own lane, I've taken a step back from posting or even thinking about posting on social media because I want to experience life as I'm living it yes. at this point. Um, which sounds ridiculous, but it is a big problem that like a lot of people our age have because of social media and like the pressure to like, we're worried about posting it rather than actually being there. Yeah. So for me, it's a little more simple because I don't have all of those big things going on that you do. Cause Mm -hmm. like my big thing is the podcast, but I think spending time with yourself and like loving yourself and giving yourself the space to enjoy the things that make you happy is how you curate that sense of oh this is my lane and I still think I'm figure I I still think I'm figuring that out right mm. but at the same time I also think I have a solid lane and I don't recognize it mm-hmm. because I'm so worried about what everybody else's lane looks like even you I'm worried about what your lane looks like in comparison to mine mm-hmm. and we are married mm-hmm. right um do you know what your lane looks like? So because I'm a mom and I don't see anyone else mom the way that I do, not that like I'm new, unique, but... I like how you use that as a verb. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody moms like how I do. No. <laughs> but I don't see anybody mom the way that I do. And I don't think it's unique, but it's not represented. But I'm still in my 20s, and I still have a lot of things I enjoy, but I'm also a mom. And I think I try to neglect the mom part of it and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm in my 20s. I'm doing this. I'm doing that without the mom aspect because there's such a stigma behind being, like, a younger mom. Mm -hmm. Not that I think that I'm, like, the youngest mom ever. It's not like that. I mean, but how old were you? You are what, 24? I was 23. 23 when you had Jewel. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're deemed as a young mom. Yeah. So, but there's, like, a stigma behind that. Not because of the age thing, but because of, like, oh, that's all you talk about. That's all you care about. And, mm-hmm. like, I mean, yeah. But also, like, I still have things I enjoy, right? People try and shame you because they think that being a mom is your whole personality trait. Yeah. But that's the thing is that, like, I that's my lane. I'm a young mom who gets to enjoy things in life. Like I have my art and I don't show people that. Yeah, because... Abby is very artistic. Like she yeah. loves her craft. She paints constantly. Mm-hmm. We actually had paintings of hers hanging up in our living room. Where's that one? Yep, it's actually right there. Yeah. 
Go ahead, look. I know you can see. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I don't share it is because I'm extremely self-critical to the point that before I even start, I already hate what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I still love it, and I still try to push through it and create art, but I don't think I've really... I don't think I've really reached that full potential because I don't push myself to. So that's something that I know that I can work on, like pushing myself to try different things and do that. But that would also be my lane because Mm -hmm. that's what I enjoy. But another thing that I think that would also be my lane is a, a lot of what the podcast represents is seeking wisdom rather than speaking wisdom. Whoa, <laughs> that was some gay. <laughs> I told you, you just had to wait. <laughs> just keep going. Okay. Anyways, I think what our podcast represents of seeking wisdom rather than speaking wisdom is a lane. And that's not represented. Because it's usually, oh, you're so wise or I'm still learning. But you and I actively seek wisdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't take you seriously. Can you look at me? I'm so bro. That was fire, and I like yeah. It's so true. You know what that I mean? That was beautiful. Seeking, damn! You made me punch my microphone again. <laughs> <laughs> seeking wisdom rather than speaking no, wisdom. Speaking? No, seeking. Oh, okay. Seeking wisdom rather than speaking wisdom. And the reason you made I, that up yourself? Yeah, I did. God damn, I'm going to get that tattooed on my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that I say that is because, you know, you and I actively seek it. Mm-hmm. And that's like what this is about. This is why we're here. Mm-hmm. You and I got to a certain point where we were like, wow, I think we're really led by like ego and what we think we should be doing or how we should be perceived. And when we broke down those walls, we left open a really vulnerable spot for us to each be like there's room for us to receive wisdom and yeah. not take it in a way that's hypercritical. Yeah, cuz we constantly challenged each other as like a person and what we thought and like a lot of the thoughts we had weren't necessarily our own. Mhm. None of our thoughts are our own realistically. Yeah. If but we you... were on like autopilot. Mhm. And we just us as humans, like, we adopt everything from what we learn, mm-hmm. how we see other people. Like, a really small thing. This is a complete side story. But, like, my uh, beaters that I wear, I remember when I was a kid, I used to wear them inside out. Because my dad used to wear them inside out because he said the little shoulder part bothered him. So I would just do it because I'm like, oh, yeah, it bothers me too. Yeah. But now I wear them and I'm like, I don't think it's ever bothered me. Mm-hmm. I just did it because my dad did it. And yeah. I adopted that. And I, I mean that was my dad's lane. Yeah. I, if you wanted, if you want to just reach and grab, <laughs> grab for straws, you know. But, That's his brand. But you know what I'm trying to say. I'll yeah. let you keep going with your point because you're spitting some facts right now. Yeah. So my whole point is that like, it's okay to not know everything, and it's okay for your lane to be a place of learning and a place of like vulnerability. Because I think that's what my lane is. I think that I've spent so much of my time not being vulnerable that Mm -hmm. that is my lane. Being vulnerable to the fact of being a mom because there's no right way to do it. Mm -hmm. And that like, dude, I don't have a roadmap to this shit. Mm -hmm. I'm just figuring it out every day. And on top of that, I'm a stay-at-home mom. So, you know, 
I'm doing it from the point that I wake up to when I close my eyes. And even when my eyes are closed, I'm still doing it. Mm -hmm. But then I still have all of the things that I enjoy, which, you know, I enjoy art. I enjoy home decor. Your coffee. I enjoy my freaking coffee. And I enjoy the fact that, like, I get to do this and, like, seek out wisdom because I'm looking for it and I'm open to it. And that, I feel, is my lane. I don't think it has to be, like, a niche that's, like, I do crafts and I paint dead frogs. <laughs> what was, the fuck? Just <laughs> oh, my God. That was an intrusive thought. That was an intrusive thought. I'm really sorry for anybody that had to listen to that. You know what I mean? I was just about to say, everything you're saying, that's so beautiful. <laughs> so profound. And then I ruined it. And then you just dive into just being yourself. Yeah. So I love it. It's yeah. still beautiful. <laughs> it's still you. So at the end of the day, your lane can be, it doesn't have to be on a highway. Mm-hmm. You don't have to swerve to find where you're going. Mm-hmm. It can be a gravel road. It can be a dirt path. And you can be walking through the grass and cutting it down as you're walking through, creating your own lane. As a matter of fact, don't be on the highway. Everybody's on the highway. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Trying to find that viral post, trying to find that viral thing. Take a turn, take an exit, and just coast for a little bit. See where the roads take you. And if you haven't heard it yet, we hope you have a great day. We love you. Peace, love, and applesauce. Bye. Bye.